I want the edu- educational system to look a certain type of way, I'm going to pay this politician to make sure that certain bills don't get passed. Because I want to make sure that my learning zone with my child at gets affected first. That's true. Get, get, the, get, the, get to this, that, and the third. Or I'll pay a politician to make sure that this last bill don't get paid. So that's right. like the governor. Like, so like when now that this voting season is coming around, let's look at what the governor of Maryland is going to be saying or what the mayor of Maryland is going to be saying or the superintendent. What's going to be on their ticket because that's who paid them. So then we're running around telling people to go vote when the real power in the vote is the money that you put in that politician's pocket. But they tell your ass to go to the voting booth. Yeah, you you see the way you're thinking now? Well, not now, but you've always been like an outside-the-box thinker, but now it's like an outside-the-box thinker for real now, boy. <laughs> not for real. And it's good because it's priceless like how you think like you know what I'm saying how you think that's why I told you remember I told you mm-hmm. on the phone like how you think you gotta guard that oh yeah you right remember I was like, right. I told you this on the phone like you gotta make sure you protect your mind like cause outside influences can the mind is so fragile for you know sure for sure like it's so fragile like you know we like we take day like day by day to try to stay positive and stay balanced but it's not easy that's nah, not you dig what I'm saying for sure it's not it's not easy bro Everybody go through shit. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? It's how you handle it that determines. Right. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. People don't understand that. But And just to kind of piggyback on that point, for me, what what helps me realize it is, is that, I guess which is another phrase easier said than done, I recognize my strength. But then what I also recognize is that my biggest strength is my biggest weakness. We don't want to admit that. The very same thing that we're good at could be the chink in our armor for the man, for one reason because we rely on it too much. We rely on that skill so much that we run it thin. Though, so that now that once somebody figures out what our true skill is and we gotta find another one, it's hard because we didn't take time to develop two skills. We just played with one. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I know what you're saying, bro. I hear you. So is this so? As my man, take time to develop another skill. That doesn't mean you gotta forget your first one. Because it's like riding a bike, you always going to remember know how to do that. <laughs> it's like riding a bike, you always going to remember how to do that. Excuse me. But, like you said, man, we got to want that. Now, nah, like you said, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, man, like how you say, you know what I'm saying? I can't really speak much on it, really. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know know how, you know how I feel, though. You know, you know what you're thinking, though. Yeah, now, nah, you know, you know. You know how you, you know how, I don't know, man. I don't know, when we, you know when we connect, it's like, we just connected, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's good. It's always a good build, too, man. Yeah, you know, we just connect, like, and let the, let, you know what I'm saying, let everything else go from there, like. But, yeah, you speaking facts, though. Because once one does focus on one thing for a while, it's kind of hard to find other things, like, to venture into. It's kind of too late now, you know what I'm saying? Not even too late, but. We feel it's too late. I mean, not too late, but like... But it's a feeling, like, it's because it's not too late, but yeah, we feel that yeah. way because... You've been uh, focused on one thing. Mm-hmm. Or allow other people to, to determine or dictate how we view time. Look at, like, look at Kobe, for instance. Your man accomplished more than what anybody on this planet will accomplish. But still, in his past, and you still feel as though it was more on the table. Yeah. So when I, when I think about that, I'm thinking like, okay... What do I want people to say about me? 
not that I'm doing it because I care, but if, if I'm leaving, if I was to leave this up to somebody else, to someone else's interpretation, they could be saying foul shit about me. And it's just me speaking. So then how I would translate this thought to a, a majority of people's way of thinking is that once you do what you're supposed to do to make yourself feel fulfilled, yeah, you don't have to worry, worry about, about... Oh, not a, Yeah, you know that. You know that, yes. So then now that you're, you, you will move different because now you know that I'm not doing this to satisfy them. I'm satisfying myself. So then that's where the true purpose come in. That's when you feel more about you than whatever people think. Yeah. You, we say that, but we don't know how to do that because we're too busy talking about it. If we notice uh, what you're saying is facts. Like, you just said it. Like, we're too busy talking about it. That's what's going on. Mm. That's the sad thing about it. You see what I'm saying? People just need to stop that. Because the nigga don't care that. You know what I'm saying? The, whatever's being talked about, that person don't care, bro. That person doing what he doing. Uh-huh. And not worried about what you doing. And that's how it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? I was reading something, and it was like, um, the biggest mistake with communication... The biggest mistake with communication is assuming that you're communicating. And I was like, oh shit, somebody is on something today. Nah, that's, uh, that's different. I like that. And you can sit with that in so many ways you can, there's so many implications from that statement. Because me and you are not only communicating, we're dialoguing, we're building. We're, we're listening, we're responding, not reacting. That's a positive form of communication. Yeah. But when two people are commuti- when people, two people are in communication, that doesn't mean they're communicating. Right. You could just be saying what you're saying, I'm saying what I'm saying, but it's not meshing. Uh-huh. There's no point, there's no period, like uh-huh. the dot at the end of a sentence because it doesn't make it complete, it's combative. Uh-huh. So then we think about the conversations we have with people. If I'm talking to you and all we're doing is going back and forth, are we really communicating or are we just talking? Oh, and then if we're talking, what the fuck is we talking about? Huh. But when we say these things to people and we challenge people in these certain types of ways, because we're trained to only think that our way of thinking is the best, we're not open to other ways of thinking. Right. How are we going to solve analog problems in a digital society, my nigga? Like, come on, man. And, this, and some people will deem this deep thought. This would just be common sense if we just sat and thought things through. What? But who am I? You see what I'm saying? Like, nah, man. Nah, you are, you are you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Huh? You know what I'm saying? You still, uh, you still stop, you still, uh, not eating meat? Um, no red meat. Like what? Like what? Like what? With so, no red meat, period? Uh, so I guess probably, well, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to say I don't eat red meat. Let me take that back. I'll say I've watched my intake. So I probably have a burger but maybe like a, once a week. Like a burger burger? Like a, like like a, a, like a greasy well, ass you know burger. I've, but I, so I've I can't even fathom like that's why I actually like I want to know if that's what the one you had. Like. Yes, yeah, it was like a little greasy ass. You bite into it, come down the side of your face tight. No, little greasy little cheese with the works. No, you understand? Hey, son, are you serious? 
It didn't. It actually yeah. tastes the best that way. Well, when you don't, we mean like when you don't have it. Uh huh. When you go a time period without it, because it's it's not just that that kills us. Because there's so many shits in the atmosphere that kills us based on how the opposition works. But intakes, our our lack of moderation is what's killing us. Too much partying, too much drugging, too much alcohol, too much sex. Those things shouldn't yeah. harm you, but the way that we use it. It's harmful. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You have to think like that, like how you say too much sex, too much of that. Like, one doesn't even, it's not even cognizant of that. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you have to be cognizant of that, though. You feel what I'm saying? For sure. Like, I am. Yeah. Like, like when, like, I feel like I am having sex too much, I, like, I slow down. Because, the, like, like, sex, they say, is good. But in a sense, like, it's, it's kind of, it's dangerous, too. You For know sure. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's an exchange of body fluids, like even energies. Yeah, yeah, it is right. Mm-hmm. So when we and it's like just for just a deep dive into the art of sex. You feel what I'm saying? It's 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 one true purpose in sexual intercourse between a male and a female is for reproduction. That's what it's for. Right. You feel what I'm saying? That's why animals in the wild they have mating seasons. Because that's when they're at their peak. Because they're not they're not having mating seasons thirty mating seasons, mating seasons three hundred and sixty five days a year. It's a time period where this is what we're doing. This is what needs to get done because we have other things to accomplish. We live in a society now that I gotta get my rocks off every chance I fucking get. See what I'm saying? And it's just. <laughs> now, but that's what that's what that's what's up. I'm not saying you're wrong that, for doing that, it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just telling you what it is. Man, this, this but what is, happens is. Man. When we, when men in particular ejaculate too much, we're losing our think power. You feel what I'm saying? That's why uh, Mike Tyson didn't have sex before his bouts because it gave him another level of testosterone. It gave him another level of thinking. It brought him folk. It gave him more focus. He was driven. He knew what the goal was. When you, when you're only, <laughs> when the only thing on your mind is the yoni or that or that that box, and you, you'll do anything to chase it. You'll do anything to fulfill that. Not knowing that those endorphins can get fired off in a normal in a numerous of different ways. Right. Those and those that's the feel good chemical. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like going to the gym, all that. Going to the gym, yeah. biting in that burger. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Getting that Man, burger that you like. You know what? Like like I don't eat meat, but like I like I like I like that's why I asked you, you know. <laughs> Which one did you have? Because I want to know, like, how, yeah. like, I want to really see, like, in your, like, that, that, that. Not because I'm trying to taste so I never 
Peace, love, and life, family. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. As always, gotta give a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Word on the Street, Key Glock, repping that Memphis. You feel me? I definitely like what Memphis got going right now. Him, Yo Gotti, Moneybag Yo, Youngster, Dolph, uh, my man Duke Deuce, yeah, they got some, they got some heat coming out of Memphis, man. Shout out to them. Um, but how we doing, family? We are here, we are live, we are in Melanated History Month. You understand? We are not only in 2020, but we are now entering in what is quote unquote been designated as Melanated History Month, but. Every day is Melanated History Day. God damn it. <laughs> so try to make history every day. But this is also an opportunity for us to, I would say, look at what was done before us so we can make a game plan. I think we have a, we have, we look at history wrong. Probably because, probably because it's not ours, but nonetheless, it's our story being told through somebody else's lens. That's why it's called his dash story. You understand? It's not necessarily ours. It's a figmentation of what of what really is. And there are people, our elders, our ancestors who've tried to project that to the masses, the melanated masses at that for some time. And I think with the information that I've come across and the time I've spent researching and reading, I feel like the family should just would like should want to like <laughs> would like to just be introduced to it so then their uh interest can peak in whatever direction be it an artist or a revolutionary or or an um a business individual because we have a lot of melanated people in business who've like accomplished a whole lot of shit and you know uh invented and all that type of shit but we we get so caught up in the athletes and entertainers we forget that we we run the world in my Beyonce voice, you feel what I'm saying? Like, so it's 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 more to it than what we give. And Melanated History Month gives us an opportunity to revisit and reevaluate certain pieces of information that we call history or that we call fact. Um, before I get into the notes, I want the family to fact check. Excuse me, fact check everything. You understand? Like, it's. It's different when when you finally realize what you're looking at. Then the whole time what you were seeing, you start critiquing it differently. Excuse my phone. You you start looking at what you were presented a little differently. You grade it different. <laughs> it's a different test now. It's a different. You you look at it different. So then now with the history that I'm getting ready to present with tonight's installment with the uh, with the inaugural <laughs> installment for Melanated History Month. I want to first look at when public schools first got integrated. Um, I feel as though we should start there. I think that's a good point to, or a good reference of, a reference to a point in time in history where you can introduce real melanated history, where it's not, excuse me, you're not getting it from like a Caucasian individual trying to tell you the importance of your history. It's, 
not only important, but it's imperative to hear your history be told with the passion and the vigor and the anger and the rage so you can have a better understanding of what is being portrayed. You understand? But when you hear from someone who don't necessarily look like you, they have the opportunity or the option to give the rage, give the sympathy or give you the humble and give you the meek instead of giving you all of the tools that you need. You understand to really use the history, our history, what is for what it's used for. It's supposed to be used as a blueprint. It's supposed to be used as a tool for like they showed us how to make the wheel. So now we're supposed to, you know, make the car or make the carriage. And then the next generation makes the car. Then the generation after that makes the flying car. But we still riding bikes <laughs> and arguing over who made the first bike and shit like that. Whereas we should be transforming or evolving or moving and growing with the time based off the history that was left for us. <laughs> but we already know how our history is passed down to us. We should all be familiar to the tactics used to keep our history so diluted. All right. And I felt as though it was important for me to get that out because what we're going to be talking about is just historical facts. This is stuff you can find on the Internet. But before I get into that, if you want to get in contact with him, him, excuse me, with me, him, underscore, not underscore them on the IG. The first part of this conversation you heard was between me and a good, good man of mine. You understand? Fat Boom. Shout out to him. He's going to be a regular, you know, a regular voice you hear. You know, he he's getting comfortable with speaking. So we're going, yeah, we're going to permit my man real soon. As if you haven't already heard his opinion and how he give it up. But I always like to, you know, like I said, incorporate voices. So if you are an individual that want to get down, him underscore not underscore them on the IG, we can chop it up. <sighs> to close out the, you know, the middle part of this installment, like I said, I wanted to talk about public schools and when they got integrated. And the most famous case was the Brown versus Board of Education. Not knowing that the Brown versus Board of Education had five cases that combined to help to get that verdict. And those five cases were, as I flip the page, there was one in Delaware, one in Kansas, and Brown versus Board of Education was in Kansas. There was one in Washington, D.C. There was one in Carolina, South Carolina to be exact. And the last one was in Virginia. So those five cases, the one that was in Delaware, the one that was in Kansas, the one that was in Washington, D.C., South Carolina and Virginia, those five cases helped comprise the verdict of Brown versus Board of Education. And for the people who part of the family who don't aren't familiar with Brown versus Board of Education, that's when they said separate but equal wasn't justified under the law that we can finally go to school with them white folk. <laughs> that's when it was OK for us to finally learn with them. As if we didn't teach them everything that they already knew, but I digress. Those five cases help us give all the rights under the 15th and 14th Amendment. I think one of them is for us to vote and one of us is to be treat treated equally under the law. Um, I'm not really sure when those passed. Um, I have to look at my notes. But yeah, we was finally getting some some recognition under the law, but yet and still we was getting treated like second class citizens. Um, but when Brown Board of Education, prior to Brown versus Board of Education, we had a lot of um, melanated history that we're not familiar with because we're not taught. 
Um, I think Brown, Brown versus Board of Education might have happened. Let me check my notes. I think it was either 1954, I believe, or 64. Hold on. It was 54. 1954. When, um, yeah, we can finally learn with the white folks. You feel what I'm saying? But prior to 1954, in 1946, Dr. Charles S. Johnson becomes the first African-American president of Fisk University. In 1935, the Maryland State I'm sorry, the Maryland Supreme Court ruled in Murray v. Pearson that the University of Maryland must admit African-American students to their law school or establish a separate school. The University of Maryland chose to admit the first black students. This was in 1935, right here in the state of Maryland. And the last one, in 1950, Dr. Helen O. Dickens becomes the first African-American woman to be admitted to American schools for surgeons. That was Dr. Henry, I'm sorry, Dr. Helen. <laughs> Dr. Helen O. Dickens becomes the first African-American woman admitted to the American College of Surgeons. All right, so Brown versus Board of Education happened in 1954. Prior to that, melanated people was moving in this country. You understand? And we have to remember and not just rely on what's being told to us, but actually go, go search for some information that's going to help us move. You know, we got young ones out here that don't think that black people, quote unquote, black people don't do shit in this world. And we got to show them that there was a time when you wasn't even able to do it. When you when you was caught doing it, I ain't even get into the anti-literacy laws. You understand? In 1832, when they was beating you, they found you with a book. You understand? And for us to even overcome those odds, to do those, these, <laughs> immaculate things before it was even legal quote-unquote legal because you know that was like a nationwide thing some states gave it up a little differently but like i said the state of maryland had to let african-americans in to their school to their law school um dr helen o dickens becomes the first Amer uh, melanated woman to be admitted to college for surgeons you know what i'm saying that was in 1950 and in 1946, Dr. Charles S. Johnson becomes the first African-American president of Fisk University. So don't ever let nobody tell you that you ain't did nothing <laughs> or that you ain't capable of doing anything. You understand? Our history speaks for itself. On the other side of this break, we're going to continue this conversation. Yes, family, that was your Gotti. Big homie rules. I was about to let the whole song go off. <laughs> Yo Gotti always, you know, puts a good project together. And like I said, I'm riding this Memphis train right now. I'm going all the way to North, North. 
I first got introduced to Memphis through um, Three Six Mafia, Project Pack. You know, they were the ones that introduced us to that sound, Crunchy Black. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, all them. And they always seemed to uh, have some dope music coming out of Memphis. That was Joe Gotti, Big Homie Rules. Before we close out, good family, I want to remind you that it's okay. It's okay to smile. It's okay to frown. It's okay to cry. We are human beings. It's okay to express our emotions. But it's very important for us to understand how to channel those emotions so we can express exactly how we feel so it's not misinterpreted. And, you know, somebody hear that and be like, boy, you crazy as hell. <laughs> you gonna, you going to feel how I feel. And that's a, that's a way of thinking. But here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. We have to start realizing our contribution to the bullshit. <laughs> you understand? There comes a point when we are an accelerant or we are a bystander. And we have to figure out which one we are and when. You understand? Um, it, it also takes a level of maturity and practice and discipline. Something that I also want the family to understand because with Melanated, with us being in Melanated History Month, we look at what our ancestors and elders accomplished. It takes practice, patience, and discipline. You understand? And, and we have to not only channel that, but pay homage to that so we can get the energy to achieve that. That's why I always feel like when we talk about us being light beings and, and being, we talk about right now, a vibe, a vibe, a vibe is a frequency. If we tap into a certain type of frequency, we will pick up different channels and the reception will be great. <laughs> and, and having an opportunity to be in that and amongst that takes practice, patience, and discipline. To close this out, we're going to talk about a historical black town. Not just any historical black town, but one right here out of the DMV. It is now known as, well, it's not now known, it's forever been known as Fairmont Heights. Right now, Fairmont Heights, as I look it up, is Sheriff Road, C. Pleasant, Addison Road, Dean Wood, Nanny Helen Burroughs. Nanny, Nanny Helen Burroughs is a, is a melanated queen. I forget what she do. I have to look her up. But shout out to Nanny Helen Burroughs. I forget what she do, but she's very important to melanated history. Um... Fairmont Heights, like I said, Sheriff Road, Dean Wood, C. Pleasant, Addison Road. So shout out to Fairmont Heights. Let me look up Nanny Helen Burroughs right quick. Since we're here. Nanny Helen Burroughs was an African-American educator, orator, religious leader, civil rights, civil rights activist, businesswoman. That's why that road is named after her. Shout out to her. Washington, D.C. is filled with a lot of <laughs> melanated history. Especially since it was mapped out by a melanated man by the name of Benjamin Banneker. All right. I believe there's a Benjamin Banneker High School right on Georgia Avenue. It's one of the best schools, DCPS schools. Um, I know it's a few students that go there that I've taught. Um, shout out to y'all. And yeah, like I said, melanated history is more than just a month. It's a lifestyle. It's like if we really sat back and look at history through the eyes of a melanated perspective, you'll be surprised what you'll come up with and, and how you feel and what it would what it would do to your like your um, your confidence and self-esteem and all that. You get what I'm saying? 
And when I first came into the information, it really like brought it brought a perspective of understanding. It brought a, a perspective of of ex, um, like being a part of something. Because if you just if it was just left to anybody else, they would only tell you that you was a slave and a jungle bunny. You understand, like some big stupid shit. And some people will actually believe that because they never had the opportunity or the choice or been introduced to the possibility that I could be more than that. And here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. We are more than what the perception is. It's not a belief. It's an action. It's a thought. It's a, it's a you know what I'm saying? It's what, you, it's what we should live for. Not die for, but to live for. We don't want to die for, we don't want to die just for anything. We want to live for, not the moment either. We want to live for longevity. I want to be infamous. I want the family to feel as though they can be infamous. Like, don't get me started. <laughs> Back to Fairmont Heights. Like I said, Fairmont Heights, Fairmont Heights contains six subdivisions in its early stages between 1900 and 1923. You know what I'm saying? First played it in 1900 by Robinson White and Alan Clark, two attorneys from Washington, D.C. As I read early on, the neighborhood was home to several prominent melanated Americans, including including William Sidney Pittman. He was noted as an architect and the son-in-law of Booker T. Washington. So shout out to that melanated man, William Sidney Pittman. Um, he, William Sidney Pittman, formed the Fairmont Heights Improvement Company, whose purpose was to construct a social center for the community. Like I said, we always have to find a safe space for us to express ourselves and to be who we are as individuals and what that really looks like and what that should should be on the forefront of our minds. I think especially with me being at the age that I am, 31, um, I really feel like Building for the future is what's next. And how I get there is determined by my actions. And here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. Let's not just focus on the end vision, but start looking at the steps that it takes for us to get there. You get what I'm saying? Like a lot of times we we already know where we want to go, but we're not focusing on how to get there. And history, not just his story, but the melanated history that we that we should introduce ourselves to can give give us a blueprint to another av- another avenue a blueprint to another another step another chink in the you know in the opposition's armor and Fairmont Heights with it being one of the first melanated towns in Maryland we shouldn't treat it the way that it's being treated or how it's being um, described to outsiders you get what I'm saying when there was William Sidney Pittman who was one of the first prominent individuals, you know, that founded this town. In addition to William, in addition to William Sidney Pittman, other melanated Americans erected from Fairmont Heights. James F. Armstrong, he was a supervisor of color schools in PG County. Henry Pickney, um, he was a White House stewardess for President Theodore Roosevelt and Dogwell Brooks. He was a supervisor of colored schools in PG County and the first melanated appointed to the Board of Education. And you can find all this information on Fairmont, FairmontHeightsMD.gov. And it'll tell you everything you need to know about this great town in its, in its inception. And I'm not going to downgrade it to 
downgraded for where it is now. We just have to take care of what we got and understand that it was once um, a piece of land that was ours to build from. And I'm pretty sure that it was up there with Tulsa. And you see what happened to Tulsa. And that, and that is a place that got, in 1921, that was a place that got national recognition. You understand? This is Fairmont Heights. This ain't no bigger than, you know, that little piece of, uh, I ain't gonna say a piece of land because it's pretty, it's a lot of land. But that Sheriff Road, you know what I'm saying, Deanwood area, that was something. And like I said, with this being Melanated History Month, we're going to continuously bring up history that has us in a shining light and not in, and not in a dim one. Um, it's going to highlight aspects that we are familiar with and some that we might not be. Every time I look at my notes, it always reminds me of something that I didn't forget, but I misplaced, you know, and I don't want us to get familiar with misplacing anything. It's time for us to collect, gather and garnish what we need moving forward. And we can do that. We should continue to do that. As I cue up this last song, I don't really know what I want to go with, so I'm going to talk a little more. <laughs> Let's um, continue to be patient. Let's continue to practice discipline. The conversation that I had with a few of my good men, that's what I was talking about. That's what was on my mind. That's what I wanted clarity on and, or clarity about. So I wanted to be sure that whatever I was saying, whatever I was projecting at least made sense. And we build on that thought. So let's just practice patience and discipline. I'm your host, Him Not Them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, let's take advantage of Melanated History Month. Peace. Stop playing with me This shit is done Why the fuck you think you live with me Bitch you 